Hi, whenever you're listening to me, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. I'm Hari Arakali and this is today's Tech Briefing. In this program, we're able to design them well, we are able to sell them and position and message them really well, which resonates with the customers globally. So I think it's an inflection point for Indian SaaS. I think in the next, next few years, you will see several category leading uh, companies will be coming out of India and several will cross $10 billion mark. That's after these headlines. Amazon CEO Andy Jassy expects to hire 55,000 new recruits in corporate and tech roles worldwide in the coming months, Reuters reports. Jassy, who until recently was heading Amazon Web Services, the online retail giant's cloud computing unit, took over as the chief executive of Amazon in July. Of the more than 55,000 jobs Jassy announced, over 40,000 will be in the US while others will be in countries including India, Germany and Japan, according to the Reuters report. Apple yesterday announced an update coming to the App Store that closes an investigation by the Japan Fair Trade Commission. The update, which will happen next year, will allow developers of reader apps to include an in-app link to their website for users to set up or manage an account. While the agreement was made with the JFTC, Apple will apply this change globally to all reader apps on the store. Reader apps provide previously purchased content or content subscriptions for digital magazines, newspapers, books, audio, music and video. Because developers of reader apps do not offer in-app digital goods and services for purchase, Apple agreed with the JFTC to let developers of these apps share a single link to their website to help users set up and manage their account according to the company's press release. Apple's App Store rules require developers to sell digital services and subscriptions using Apple's in-app payment system exclusively, on which the company charges up to 30% cut. This practice was banned in South Korea on Tuesday, along with Google's similar practice on its Play Store. Google faces a second lawsuit from the US Justice Department over the internet search giant's digital advertising business, Bloomberg reported yesterday. The Justice Department sued Google in October, accusing the company of illegally using its market dominance to hurt competitors. A trial was set for September 2023. A lawsuit by 38 US states and territories accuses Google of abusing its market power to extend its search engine's dominance beyond smartphones to cars, TVs and speakers. Twitter yesterday introduced its Super Follows feature, a new way for people to earn monthly revenue by sharing subscriber-only content with their followers on Twitter. With Super Follows, people can create an extra level of conversation on Twitter to interact with their most engaged followers and make money in the process. Creating Super Follows content is for anyone who brings their unique perspective and personalities to Twitter, the company said in a blog post. To drive public conversation, including activists, journalists, musicians, content curators, writers, gamers, astrology enthusiasts, skincare and beauty experts, comedians, fantasy sports experts, and so on. Their content can include tweets, spaces, direct messages, photos, and videos. Through Superfollows, people can set up a monthly subscription of $2.99, $4.99, or $9.99 a month to monetize their content. 
SuperFollows is currently open only to a small group of Twitter users in the US. Tata Cornell Institute for Agriculture and Nutrition has launched a hub for farmer producer organizations or FPOs within its Center of Excellence in New Delhi. The hub features a first of its kind database of Indian FPOs. Created with grant funding from the Walmart Foundation, the hub will serve as a repository of learnings, information and knowledge for the advancement of FPOs in India. A critical part of the hub is TCI's database for Indian FPOs, a new platform that brings together information on thousands of FPOs to facilitate research on small farm aggregation models. Ultimately, the data will allow researchers at the hub to formulate models to boost smallholder farmer income and welfare. Skit, a voice automation startup formerly known as Vernacular.ai, has raised $23 million as part of its Series B round led by Westbridge Capital, the company said in a press release yesterday. Existing investors Kalari Capital and Xfinity Ventures also participated, as did Angel Investor Networks, Let's Venture and Angel List. Founded by Saurabh Gupta and Akshay Desharaj, Skit has a suite of speech and language solutions that helps large companies automate their call center operations. Businesses spend billions of dollars on software to run their operations and any large enterprise will typically have staff using several applications. However, whether it is customer relationship management or collaboration tools, adoption remains an issue. I spoke with Khadim Bhatti, co-founder and CEO of Watfix, whose eponymous software is tackling just this problem by making it easier for people to learn to get what they need out of the different business software applications they use at work. Here's more from our conversation. Okay, uh, Khadim, uh, welcome to this podcast. Uh, thank you so much for making time for this. Thanks, Ari, for having me on the podcast. Excellent. Uh, for folks who are uh, less familiar with uh, your work, uh, maybe you could start with telling us a bit about uh, Whatfix. When did you start it? What was the problem you're looking to uh, address? Why was it an opportunity? And uh, we'll go from there. Uh, sure, Hari. Uh, so uh, for the audience, uh, I'm Khadim, co-founder and CEO at Watfix. Uh, Watfix was started in uh, late 2013, early 2014 by me, uh, myself, and my co-founder colleague, Varakuma. Uh, uh, so we actually, we both been working together for now 18, 19 years. Prior to Watfix, uh, we were working for around 10 years in building a BI platform for Huawei uh, Telecom. Uh, we came out, we started the company, but we were trying to solve a different problem. Uh, we were trying to help small businesses in improving their search and social media visibility. And since we were catering to small businesses, uh, we were expecting them to uh, implement the recommendations which our platform was giving them, and they can see uh, benefit or ROI in terms of traffic. Uh, that's where our hypothesis kind of bit, uh, went uh, uh, wrong. Uh, they needed a lot more handholding than what we expected. Mm-hmm. And since we were catering to small businesses, uh, uh, the platform had to be do-it-yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started looking at different ways of solving this hand-holding problem and making our uh, previous product uh, do it yourself. Uh, Whatfix came out as a byproduct, where we were uh, we tried uh, giving uh, visual cues or step-by-step guidance to a user inside an application so they can complete a task uh, without any uh, support. Maybe they can the product can become truly self-serve, and that was the 
uh, birth of uh, this concept called whatfix uh, we started as a community platform and gradually pivoted into uh, small businesses and later into enterprises yeah so that was the context how we went into and discovered this uh, problem statement mm. uh, give us a sense of uh, what you started with i mean once you uh, started whatfix you started developing this byproduct uh, as you started developing that uh, technology mm. what was the kind of minimum viable product that you sure. came out with yeah so my uh, the previous product was called search enabler actually so what we used to do is we used to crawl the data points on the web uh, in internet collect a lot of uh, backlink information search information social media information uh, crunch all those stuff and give a certain set of recommendations which uh, the the user have to implement so what we started with is uh, let's say there's a recommendation of uh, fixing a broken link or or putting a meta information in a website uh, we started putting a button called fix it there and when when the user clicks on a fix it button it would open their magento or joomla or a wordpress console and exactly show them what uh, step they have to take in which page and how they should complete the task uh from there as it, that was a minimum viable product or you can say that was the uh, validation of uh, this uh, fixed concept and we realized that this can stand on its own and this is kind of disrupting the way uh, onboarding and adoption of a tool can happen uh, we started looking at uh, solving this problem uh, for the larger audience and that's how the whatfix name was born uh and and from there actually we uh, we started with a community platform like uh, modeled around a slide share or a youtube like anybody can come and start creating those interactive uh, help or interactive tutorials uh, many users came to us uh, from that community platform saying that i want to use this solution for my website i want to use this solution for my product uh, that made us thinking that okay we can monetize this and we started a commercial version of uh, whatfix uh, targeting small businesses Uh, within a year or so we realized uh, it's kind of a nice to have for that particular uh, segment and we need to go up market uh, and we started looking at uh, different uh, use cases in mid market and enterprises uh, and gradually that's where we got uh, our product market fit and uh, today actually look at what fix we are around uh, more than uh, close to 500 customers globally uh, 100 of fortune 1000 uses us and the use case what we are trying to uh, what we what would resonated very well with the market in specifically enterprises like uh, uh, today uh, if i could just give you a little broader context here in the audience uh, on an average today 500 billion dollars worth of enterprise software is purchased every year this is as per gartner reports and this is increasing by 10 15% uh, year on year so when 500 billion dollar worth of software spend is happening every year if you look at individual enterprises they are spending hundreds of millions of dollars on uh, putting this different uh, software stack or digital transformation what we call and typically a 5000 plus employee uh, enterprise would have 800 to 900 uh, software applications uh, used internally uh, and if you again further drill down to an individual employee they would have access to 15 20 of the softwares which they have to utilize on a regular basis to do their day to day job now just uh, put some little bit more complexity here uh, majority of the software is now getting delivered via cloud saas right which we all know about uh, the advantage of saas saas is uh, uh, software is always refreshed uh, it's it's served on the cloud but on the other side for enterprises and the end users uh, the new features are continuously getting rolled out maybe every month maybe every quarter a uh, large enterprises have their internal operations team which keep on defining new processes and new compliance requirement 
So when you are as a user or an employee have to use 15, 20 of the softwares on a regular basis, the person needs to be abreast with uh, new feature rollouts, new compliance rollouts, new process rollouts, and making it really hard for them to utilize those uh, changes to uh, all the softwares very effectively. And for a company which is spending hundreds of millions of dollars every year on those software, if the employees are not utilizing those software effectively, they won't see a, a desired outcome or desired ROI. Uh, that's what problem now what fixes is trying to solve, where we are trying to, we have we've created a layer of experience or you can say layer of adoption across all the software systems inside an enterprise, which will help all the employees to adopt those softwares, they perform the day-to-day -day task more seamlessly without any external help funding, they can do it self-serve, as well as we can automate several of their tasks to in, ensure that the productivity is high. And for the companies, uh, they can see a better ROI and change management can happen very, very in a streamlined way. Uh, the pro potential problem statement, what we are looking at is uh, currently $18, $20 do billion of work. And uh, uh, we are one of the pioneers and leaders in this new category, which is now emerging as uh, it's called digital ops and solution. Hmm. So uh, what is your flagship uh product slash platform called today? And what are some of the most important ways in which your customers use it? Yeah, so product itself is now called WhatFix. Uh, that's our flagship uh, product. Uh, initially, we started as a web first. Uh, later on, we started catering into mobile application as well as desktop application. Because when you look at the larger enterprises, uh, as I was mentioning, every enterprise has 800 to 1,000 softwares internally. A good amount of those will be on-prem. There will be several of them on mobile and majority of them on web. So we are trying to cater to all these different flavors of uh, software. And uh, as, I, uh, as we started with web, now we have mobile and desktop, and we have a lot of uh, analytics as well to understand what's working, what's not working at all. To give you some example of uh, use cases, uh, uh, let's say, for example, one of our customers like Experian, uh, they have uh, several thousand users on uh, uh, CRM stack that is Salesforce plus several other softwares on top of it. Now, when they when they migrate from one version of Salesforce to another one, from let's say Salesforce Classic to Salesforce Lightning, uh, the change management typically used to happen via classroom trainings or publishing documentations or PDFs or uh, sub supporting the users uh, when they get stuck via tickets or uh, or manual email uh, stuff like that. Uh, Whatfix actually they started utilizing Whatfix. They created all those uh, interactive uh, flows or interactive walkthroughs, which sits on top of Salesforce. So when a user wants to have uh, or employee wants to have some understanding of how to create a let's say quotation or how to uh, merge a uh, opportunity or create some uh, merge some duplicate opportunities or create some proposals. Uh, they they just can trigger Whatfix, which is sitting on top of uh, Salesforce, and Whatfix will start guiding them step by step. Like okay, they Whatfix will guide them how to get to a, a opportunity. Uh, once they get to the opportunity, how to create a proposal? What are the information to be filled in proposal? It's like a it's like a GPS on top of a software application, which will guide every step and ensure that the user completes a task. So uh, uh, in this particular case, I was explaining for uh, Salesforce, which is a CRM. Similarly, many many uh, large companies are using Whatfix on uh, different other CRMs, HR software like Workday, Success Factors, ITSMs like ServiceNow, ERPs, uh, uh, supply chain, CLM, CPQs. There are several uh, different type of custom software which companies build for their logistics for their employees. So wherever there's a need for uh, adoption, wherever there's a need for hand holding, uh, all these companies start using uh, Whatfix on several of the softwares. Mm. And uh, how does Whatfix uh, talk to all these disparate software packages when you use APIs or there are other ways in which it does? 
yeah a very good question ravi right so uh, we we try to be uh, first of all very uh, we don't want to be very tightly bounded to an application in terms of uh, integration because we want to be a layer on top of several applications user can start and uh, Uh, process or a job on salesforce and then they can hop onto a, a cpq like an aptus or a clm like icert so what fits in guide across the software so what we try to do is uh, uh, somebody has to create this processes or create this flows uh, uh, or uh, simulate the same which a typical user would use in the live environment so we have an authoring platform uh, where you where you can just open your application perform that activity and whatfix will start grabbing those clicks and all those uh, clicks which is grabbed by whatfix now will convert it into an interactive uh, walkthroughs or a process which can be actually delivered uh, played live uh, in a hand hand holding mode to the user or it can be also played live in automated mode for improving the productivity so the uh, again to just summarize authoring platform which is very simple click and grab and which and all the heavy lifting is done by whatfix in the background for creating those automated processes or interactive process which can be played by the user on the live environment so directly no apis are required some places we do use apis in to get some segments or cohorts let's say if i want to have a some specific personalization or contextualization based on the roles or persona of the user or if i want to fetch some data to put some intelligence uh so those cases we try to use some api but in general any of the application can be you can use whatfix Uh, directly, even if we don't have any integration uh, at this point. From an end user's perspective, uh, if I'm an employee in a large enterprise trying to figure mm-hmm. out uh, uh, my CRM, or, uh, for example, uh, do I also see uh, Whatfix as a brand uh, pop up on my screen, or uh, do you stay in the background but you help me? uh you know uh, learn and do what i need to do on the crm yeah so uh, two two points here one is we don't try to be too intrusive because we don't want to uh, disturb the flow of a user so there can be multiple use cases here if you are a new app new employee let's say and you want to get onboarded in this case whatfix can actually proactively start showing you what are the three things four things you need to know about this platform once you start working on the platform uh what face will not be intrusive and it can it can be just residing on the on the right side or the left side depending on the configuration and you can trigger what fix as, as per your need like you got stuck somewhere in as you refer help now in this case instead of referring the traditional help you can refer what fix and what fix will make it interactive and guide you to complete that uh, particular task so uh it's definitely there uh, sometimes proactive and sometimes reactive sitting on your screen of your crm itself and now coming to the branding part uh again we are a bit subtle there in every tip every bubble or every uh, arrows which gets pointed what fix will not be mentioned there but of course in those widgets which are sitting on the side if you open those widgets and look at the bottom it will be mentioned as powered by what fix so there'll be subtle branding as well which every user will be able to see hmm i mean today uh, both uh, specific to what fix and in general uh, in the way uh, software developers are building these kinds of technologies uh, what is the level of uh, uh, adoption or integration of technologies like uh, natural language um, and ai can somebody simply uh, you know talk to uh, their crm uh, and say hey how do i do this uh, and in the background 
a software like whatfix is gathering that and coming back with an answer do such things already happen oh very good question ari again uh, so as i as i mentioned a little bit earlier that along with our different authoring modules our support on desktop mobile web we also have an analytics uh, uh module as well analytics uh, product as well so which collects the information in terms of user uh, where the user is completing the goal whether the user are dropping out on some steps what are the frequently taken path by a user and all right so the intention here is exactly what you mentioned let's say there is a certain set of users who are not able to figure out uh, how to complete a particular goal whatfix can actually able to identify those and recommend that this is the path where actually interactive of what fix flow can be created which can be helpful and help them complete that particular task or someone get stuck let's say in a uh, there are like a thousand users using a particular journey to perform an activity a and there are few other users who are not able to perform the same activity and they get stuck somewhere so based on again intelligence of the uh, journey putting uh, learning algorithm what fix can start proactively identifying and 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 uh, uh, nudge the user Okay, okay do you are you looking for something like this and i can help you out here so again early stage we do have uh, several machine learning uh, implementations uh, several models are getting built and we will come out with a lot of uh, features in this direction in fact in 2019 december uh, late 2019 we acquired a company called avin which used to use machine learning for personalization of an individual user uh, on how they are utilizing any specific website so we brought those uh, we got those technology integrated with whatfix so that whenever any employee logs into their software based on their historical usage pattern we can personalize a lot of uh, help and a lot of stuff uh, for them uh, using those machine learning models mm. uh, i realize you did mention uh, uh, you know some of the world's biggest companies are today using your software uh, right. and i think you mentioned uh, 500 plus uh, customers uh, i'm just wondering if you can give us a sense of the scale of operations at whatfix today yeah sure so sure, uh, sure so we we have raised so far 140 million dollars uh, and we have a uh, market investors like softbank sequoia cisco investments uh, eight roads uh, stellaris uh, dragoneer helion on board Right. so we we've been marked back with uh, uh, some of the well known brands and market investors we have a presence in physical presence in terms of offices in uh, six places uh, in us a uh, couple of places in us uk germany australia and of course uh, we started from bangalore india so we have here uh, in terms of uh, uh, headcount and all we are close to 600 people uh, 80% of them are in india 20% are spread across uh, the countries which i mentioned germany uk us and australia and uh, in terms of customers as i was mentioning 500 70% of our customers are today from us around 20% comes from uh, europe uh, primarily uk germany and other uh, uh, countries surrounding that and the rest comes from australia india south africa and several other countries so we have we have heavily focused on uh, us and part of europe uh, yeah so that would be uh, and and as in uh, in terms of customer profile uh we have um, across different segments and sectors like you name any sector whether it's a pharma whether it's a technology whether it's a hospitality or manufacturing out of every uh, sector top 10 20 names we would have four uh, to five using botfix some examples like red cross uh, netherlands is using botfix coca cola beverages in africa is using botfix so quite 
different uh, sector and technology right we have grand thornton uh, again a consulting company we have experian as i was mentioning uh, we have silda which is a manufacturing we have several in automobile we have airports using us we have some government sectors using us so wherever there's a whether was whether there's a company which is let's say 1000 2000 employees in abo uh, whether it's a government whether it's a manufacturing whether it's a health whether it's a university whether it's a hospital they would have deployed a lot of software and that's where whatfix will have a perfect fit in terms of uh, uh, product development um, gives a sense of uh, what you do in uh, bangalore india uh, and uh, what you need to do in silicon valley yeah so uh, most of the stuff actually is happening hurry from india like uh, 98% of our uh, product uh, roadmap product implementation engineering everything happens from uh, bangalore india we do have uh, uh, some amount of uh, design and product discovery with customers happening from us so my uh, uh, cpo cto co-founder colleague is based out of us our his head of design is based out of us so they work closely with customers for discovery of the uh, solution discovery of the problem but most of the implementations and further designing further uh, roadmap creation everything happens in india our us office uh, apart from this uh, along with germany along with uk and australia are, are focused a lot on uh, alliances with system integrators other oems uh having a uh, heavy sales and account management practices uh, presence in those countries mm. uh what do you see uh, that has really changed in the indian saas ecosystem you know that is no- noteworthy um so two things actually both india and global right so globally actually uh, in last couple of years i think it has been seen that even saas companies can really grow fast and become uh, tens of billions of even 50 or 100 billion dollars right we have seen salesforce workday snowflake uh, many companies actually growing very rapidly and off late last uh, few quarters it has been also proven that companies saas companies sitting from india actually can dominate categories uh, globally can actually uh, from india can build a uh, category leading products uh, competitive products which can have which can be used by uh, one of the best uh you know leading uh, innovative best technology companies or best manufacturing companies globally so we can create a uh, uh, winning products we can create a cutting edge products from india and also along with that we are now indian saas has uh, come off the age where we can actually also say we are able to package them well we are able to design them well we are able to sell them and position and message them really well which resonates with the customers globally so i think it's an inflection point for indian saas i think in next next few years you will see several category leading uh, companies will will coming out of india and several will cross 10 billion dollar mark okay excellent um, this was very good uh, thank you again khadim for making time for this and i hope to keep the conversation going my pleasure hari thanks a lot for inviting me uh, we're talking to you and yeah happy to participate in future as well that was khadim bhakti that's it for this briefing you can find all our podcasts on forbesindia.com and on your favorite podcast apps i'm hari arakli thank you for listening